0: From the Comedy Zone at the NC Music Factory in Charlotte, North Carolina, this is the Comedy Zone Podcast. Find us on Twitter at the CZ Podcast and email us at ComedyZonePodcast at gmail.com. Now your hosts, Will Jacobs and Spencer Taylor. Comedy Zone Podcast. You know what's happening here. Spencer, spencer brian will that's all, all i right. got for this one all <laughs> right so we'll see you next week thanks everybody for the-
1: <laughs> halloween no, no. happy almost halloween happy? tomorrow
0: it is coming up are you you gonna dress up you gonna do something i
1: think so mm. going in between how
0: about you Ah uh, no never? i never i never dress up
1: ever no nah.
0: they what? had a dress they had a costume contest at work and a whole bunch of people came and dressed up, and they're like, Will, did you, you didn't dress up? I said, Yes, I did. I said, What are you? I said, Grossly underpaid. That's what this, <laughs> yeah. that is what I, I'm I'm a party pooper. I don't really,
1: I like dress up. Well, it depends. Sometimes, every, every year I see like all these really cool costumes. I'm like, I'm going to plan all year. And then the day before, I'm like, Man, I Rushing should do around. something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I shouldn't should really. But get where my
0: are life all the together. parties? Like, do you go to parties? Um,
1: so, the, there's a brewery that I've gone to a couple times. In South Carolina, and uh, it's awesome. It's like twenty bucks, but then it's unlimited beer, and they have like, I would pay twenty dollars just because they have these big buckets of candy, <laughs> and and so it's like beer and candy, and then they have food and like entertainment and stuff like that. So I like doing things like that more so than a bar where you end up spending twenty dollars just in drinks and it's crowded and you're screaming at people. You right. know what I mean? Uh, I went to a, I, I and when I was in Costa Rica, I dressed like Shakita Banana. You know who that is?
0: The the woman with the fruit on her head. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, I dressed like that, and I put real fruit like in my hat. I was real excited about it, and then people kept eating it. They (laughs) would eat it. Yeah, they were just taking my fruit and eating it. So by the end of it, I just looked weird. I had like a big bowl on my head for no reason.
0: Now is uh, is is uh, Cal gonna? Do you know if he's gonna do that? Yeah, he's so excited. He's gonna.
1: um, He's a garbage man. I actually made his. He has like a bucket. And I did the Charlotte Mecklenburg symbols on the side, so it looks like a recycling can. And he he went, "This is so cool!" He was <laughs> he so came up with That um, no, he did he didn't. His mom it was his oh, mom's his mom. idea, and I just <laughs> executed it because I can draw. So he he was so pumped though.
2: So his mom's idea was. So my son's going to be a garbage man?
1: No, uh, his idea was the garbage man. I oh, thought okay, you meant okay. the, to draw the Charlotte oh,
2: Mecklenburg
0: symbol. <laughs> I'm like, no. <laughs> he garbage
2: man. He said, I want to be a garbage oh,
1: man. Oh, yeah. That's what he wants to be when he grows up or a that's trolley cool. driver.
2: It's the big truck, I think. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. The kids love they, the big trucks. And they
1: yeah. they honk at him and they wave at him oh, every time. And yeah. he he's fascinated by garbage. He likes to smell it and go, ew. I don't know why. But wow. He just does. I have to
2: say, I'm a little bit disappointed he didn't want to be a podcast producer.
1: Sometimes he uh, says he's going to be a giant like you. Well, there you go. That's <laughs> something. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he could maybe do that. He thinks you're a legitimate giant. Uh, well, he's not wrong. I mean, <laughs> he's a giant. You you smell, so you can get <laughs> some of <laughs> the garbage <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> No, no. Thank that's you. good though. I'm I'm excited. I, I do like giving out the candy. I like that. I like uh giving them, yeah, and, and good not, candy, not that bull that bull crap. I'm
1: not huge on giving out candy. No. Not, I like to receive it. I love candy. I love it so much.
0: You don't like giving it out? <laughs>
1: yeah. For you little kids, what did you do for this? This is my candy. I bought it. I don't Wait. have a, I live in an apartment, though, so you can't really give out candy. No one knocks. If they did, right. I'd be like, go away. What are you doing? Like, why are you at my
2: house? Do you have an inside entrance to your place or an outside entrance? Like, uh, is it a hallway or a... Uh, to my apartment? Yeah.
1: They would have to, like, have a key to get into the place and no, then walk yeah, up the not... stairs so only my neighbors could yeah. trick-or-treat. And they, there's one, like, two-year-old um upstairs, but other than that, they're all adults. Yeah.
0: So. Mm. I always wonder. Halloween's a—that's a strange kind of holiday. Like it's the one time of year where you try to scare people and give it's people anxiety fun. and fear. And people, yeah, like it's to okay to put the most horrific decorations it's the, in the right. front. You yard do it any other yeah. day. Yeah, it's not so <laughs> put a cool. Guy hanging
2: off a tree in your front yard in July. You yeah, yeah. but <laughs> that—that's any holiday when you put it like that yeah
1: literally like how many holidays do you hide eggs any other day you hide eggs that have like candy in it and you seem weird you you're know what i mean if yeah. you just may, if you t- talk about it like that you know right. what i mean a fat man comes down your chimney wow once it, you know what i
0: mean it's <laughs> true that's true <laughs> it, it's creepy in any other context yeah like somebody that knows when you're sleeping context. knows when you're awake yep. like that's yeah that's uncomfortable well, like, isn't do that i need like a restraining who
1: isn't that, isn't that like religion though
0: <laughs> that is yeah, you're, <laughs>
1: that you're is. like it's creepy and anyway, i'm like there's literally <laughs> a lot of people who would disagree yeah. with that <laughs> yeah
0: i'm one of them actually yeah, how about yeah. that See? guys just like that yeah. yeah that's true that's true so yeah that's this, it's that time of year we got well, all wait, the... wait what, what's
1: good candy to you you mentioned good oh candy. snickers snickers are good i like oh. snickers i like reese's cups
3: mm-hmm.
1: i like um those little mini hershey bars i like hershey kisses What's bullshit is Twizzlers. Twizzlers taste like plastic, like slightly cherry-flavored plastic. I don't like candy. Candy, I like chocolate. Mm, so, that's me. Yeah. yeah, chocolate. Especially Reese's. Like Reese's pumpkins, oh, yeah,
0: yeah. Oof. So your so favorite. So if you could get any, when you were a kid and you'd come up to the door, what's the one Reese's. candy where you would be like, oh, hell yeah. Reese's, yeah. absolutely. Reese's. Yeah.
1: yeah. There was The little, little Reese cups. Yeah the, yeah, the no, 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 no. Big Reese's. Not, not the little. They have you know how they have the different sizes. So they have those really tiny ones. Mm-hmm. The ratio is bullshit. I don't like those ones. Okay. And then they have like the snack size one. No. Then they have the normal ones, which come in the two pack. Mm-hmm. Those are the best ones, and those mm-hmm. are the ones that they usually give out for like Halloween, you know. Right. But they're individual, but it's that size. And then they have like giant ones in there, and they're okay.
0: I love when she says the ratio because I know exactly what she's talking <laughs> yeah. about. With those little mini ones, it's yeah. too much chocolate. It's too much chocolate. To it. It's You're so right. stupid. That's, I don't she's know exactly what she was right. talking about. It's yeah. so
1: bad. Right, right. Yeah. That ratio
0: is a little bit off. They need to thin out that chocolate a little exactly. bit.
1: Exactly. Well, Why? I don't know. I guess when it's that small, it's just hard to kind of like have that. A lot of peanut butter or something. I don't know. It's bullshit. They need to work on it. The very tiny ones are good though. Have you had those? Like the, they're unwrapped. Yeah, those ones. Reset pieces. No, no, no. They're they're um they're smaller than the than the tiniest cups. Uh, You people use them as like ice cream toppings and stuff. They're new. Oh yeah, yeah. And they're unwrapped. Like
2: if you go to a froyo place. Yeah, those those
1: ratios are fine too.
2: The ratio there's okay, but it's the one step up. Yeah, one step. Yeah, they're like. It is 2015. Why can't this happen? Exactly. Right. Well, maybe the sales reason. aren't hurting so they like That's All right, probably true. And so it's We'll
1: dumb. skip on the
0: peanut butter and save it for the big big ones.
1: I love I love those are my favorite though. And then I-, I hate it when other like chocolate is like, "Hey, what if we put peanut butter in here?" cuz it's always stupid. Like Reese's Peanut Butter Squared, not yeah. Reese's uh what is it? The, the, uh, Snickers the, Peanut Butter Squared or whatever. Right, right, I don't right, even right. Know about or the that. the uh It doesn't taste
2: the, that good. Um well, the Reese's Pieces did okay.
1: Reese's Those are those are fine. I don't. Yeah. I don't like chocolate in a hard shell. Get out of here with that shit. <laughs> like I don't. I don't That's understand fair. the point of that.
2: Now,
0: did your parents do the thing where they sifted through all your stuff to make sure there were no razor blades or any stuff in it? Oh, there?
1: my parents hoped for razor blades. Oh, <laughs> <sure>. <laughs> Maybe this sure apples. Razor blades. Make sure you eat those first. No, <laughs> they, um, they sifted through my stuff and took what they wanted. Yeah. And that, but no, they didn't. <laughs> yeah,
0: what well, they, well, they do Halloween different now. Like a lot of people just go to a mall, or yeah, they don't they even have do the, the door trunk to door or thing
1: treat or something. That's what Cal's neighborhood does. They have like a cul de sac where all the kids meet up and they just kind of walk around to the different cars that are open and stuff. I don't like that as much. I yeah. liked the going to the houses and wait, then getting but, mad wait, when they didn't wait, answer the door.
2: Wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. So they park their cars in the street. I think there's and then a few the kids go to.
1: There's a few. They they pay like a twenty five dollar like yearly fee. Okay. That goes towards like kid events, and they have like two or three a year. So d- before summer, um, before summer was over, he- before school started, he had like I- they had an ice cream social. So the parents didn't pay for that like outright, and so I think it's just there's a few people who are ahead okay. of it, the committee or whatever. They park, so there's like six cars, and they hand out the kid candy. So it's the the kids. one day
2: of the year it it's okay for a kid to approach a stranger's car and take candy.
1: Yeah, because it's in a cul-de-sac <laughs> with their parents. So. Yeah, it's the safest
2: time. I guess that is the one time. <laughs> yeah, I don't like it. Yeah, I almost. I, I
0: remember. That, <laughs> I, I remember when I was young. Uh, this guy uh, pulled up and asked me where uh, I think it was like. I forget the name of the street, but whatever street he asked me about, we were on that street. So oh. as yeah, a literally. kid, I didn't I didn't recognize that this was a problem. Yeah. So he said he was looking for his dog, and his dog was on like Mason Street or something
2: that's the oldest trick in the book and i'm
0: like this is mason street you know like i'm a little like this May i can read like it's mason because i would walk to the corner store and stuff and then he said he had candy and and he asked me to get in the car to have some candy but you know fortunately like something registered yeah and i didn't you know i didn't do it and i the biggest thing was he was offering me like sweet tarts and I like chocolate
1: <laughs> yeah you're like get that bullshit
3: yeah that
0: that was honestly that was probably the main reason I didn't get in because if he would have said like Snickers or you know uh, Kit Kat or something like that I'd have probably got in the this car this would be a whole different
2: podcast I oh, yeah. oh yeah yeah,
0: yeah. I would have got in the car Whoa. But I but he offered the wrong candy Twix.
1: <laughs> you like Twix? I've been into Twix recently, but I didn't like them when I was. I a eat
0: one of the two. Yeah, yeah. I, like like it's too I'm like, much. Like I
1: like the Twix recently, and then Kit Kats, I'm on board. Every once in a while, I'm on board, and then sometimes I'm like, nah. Nah?
0: Eh. I, I I can't overdo it. Like I can eat chocolate, but I can't. I usually can't finish a pack. Like it's just too much sugar.
1: Oh no, that that's not that's the thing not your for issue. No. You not a problem. <laughs> My thing is that I will finish the pack. <laughs> that's I and, I and i have i have split with a friend of mine one of those giant bags that's like it had reeses and um snickers those two, two of those bags in a bowl we ate all of them Damn. <laughs> i just sat there and ate. i have a very big problem with sweets
0: yeah your kids gonna have a tough time with you one day they're like mom we had chocolate in here i know there was chocolate i'm in so
1: here. excited because there's this wonderful period between like Newborn, and then the age of uh, I guess like two, mm-hmm. where the kids, at least for my kids, or like me or something, don't really eat sweets that much, mm-hmm. or don't really recognize that they had they can't count, you know what I mean? So, you get right. to just take them out. That's the <laughs> only reason I'm gonna have kids one day, so I can take them out for that sweet grace period and eat all the candy. I'm real pumped about it.
0: Jerry Seinfeld had one of the best bits I ever heard about uh, Halloween, and he said, He said, as a kid, the concept was so amazing, like. Free candy? Yeah. Hold on. This th- people just give you candy. He said like it blew his mind. And then he goes, his mom's tell him about the concept. And he goes, I could wear that. <laughs> <laughs> I could wear that. That's fine. <laughs> but no, it's that's the that's the um the time of time of year. I remember actually after after my mom uh passed away, she passed away around Halloween. So it was a real weird time for me, like for years. To to go and yeah, just that whole time of year, cause she she. Were you
1: young enough to trick or treats Yeah, or? I was ten. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was
0: ten when she died. So, I I um I remember that the first thing well not the first thing they did but we still went out yeah for Halloween like my god brother and his mom took me out and I still have the pictures of me being like Freddy Krueger and <laughs> stuff like that so it's always had this kind of weird sad but special place for me cause yeah. that was the first thing I did that kind of got me back out in the world mm-hmm. um so but Halloween is that's that's you know. I mean, it's it's a cool little cool little time. Yeah, I just like how much kids get excited. I,
1: yeah, it's real cute. Yeah,
0: they, they come alive. That and Christmas, I think, are the two big ones.
1: Yeah, and they're so close to each other, mm. Halloween and Christmas. Like, yeah. They only have one month where Thanksgiving, I feel like kids could take or leave it. I feel like that's an adult holiday. Yeah, that's for grown-ups. Yeah, I love Thanksgiving. I've always loved Thanksgiving because I like food. It's just so. the food, right? Yeah, food. <laughs> that's what I'm... I'm so excited. I'm, I'm ready for Halloween to be over. So who does three. the
0: cooking when you... Like, who...
1: I did it completely myself last year, um, but usually... A combination of my mm-hmm. mom, my sister, and
0: I. Now, do you travel or do you stay?
1: Uh, well, my sister and I live in Charlotte, and then my parents live in Greenville. Okay. So it it depends. Sometimes in Greenville. Sometimes my brother's coming. Uh, I oh, haven't yeah. seen him. I think I saw him for like I saw him for a day last year, but he hasn't been to Thanksgiving with me in like ten years. Wow. Yeah. So I, I'm because he lives in Hawaii and he works in the service and
0: mm-hmm. I don't
1: know what he does. Um, so it'll, that'll be cool.
0: Yeah, that's good. I'm. I, I. Uh, my wife is. Her family has a thing down in South Carolina, mm-hmm. um, where they go. There's like this country club or something. They they just buy like a little thing, a, not a room. They buy it. Well, they don't buy the. <laughs> they don't buy the country club, but. <laughs> like they 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 the pay food. for this buffet, this Thanksgiving buffet that the, that their country club has. Really? And then the whole family just comes over there and just is nobody it good? cooks. Oh my god, it's good. It's really good. Oh, okay. Oh my god. I Lord. just
1: I, I, something's like in me is like, what you you <laughs> like buy the food? You don't just like like you don't cook. Nobody you don't cooks? cook
0: it, right? So that's the difference between my family and her family. Her family does that. My family, everybody bringing a dish. Like yeah, everyone cooks. That's how Christmas will be because we'll be we'll be going home for that.
1: So. I don't really, I don't, we don't really like feast on Christmas. It's no? like, what do you guys want to eat? <laughs> I mm-hmm. feel like that's it every year. There's no like big plan. No. Any, my dad used to make this, um, well, he still kind of makes it sour meat. I don't eat anymore because I don't, yeah, but everyone is sour gross, meat? Everyone's grossed out by it. It's uh, Austrian um, and it's, he, he, like it, he makes this vat and it's like vinegar and onions and stuff. And then the meat Whoa. sits in it for a couple of days. What and, kind of meat is it? Uh, beef. Okay. It sits in it for a couple of days and then it gets like it, you know, breaks apart and stuff like that. And then he cooks it and he adds these spices and stuff. And it looks like a like a gravy, but with like some kind of hmm. chunks of meat. And then you put it on dumplings and it's very sour.
0: Does anyone besides him eat? when he makes ever,
1: it. we all loved it like i i love it and i i don't eat meat like i don't eat it now but i loved it we all loved it but only our family <laughs> liked it everyone that i've ever introduced it to was like what is this yeah what is this in my mouth right now i don't <laughs> like anything about it can't
0: take that act on the road <laughs> that's, that's a home dish
1: yeah but it was it's good well it, he didn't make it up you know what i mean like mm-hmm. it came from Passed austria down. or uh his from his grandparents mm-hmm. uh, in austria so they like it. Austrians know what's up.
0: They, oh, they know what's up. Our <laughs> Austrian, <laughs> Austrian <laughs> listeners are like, Oh hell yeah, oh, like,
1: yeah,
3: we should do that meat. this year.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no, that's that's good though. So oh, I gotta get to this. I wanna make sure I got to this. Uh the the big dick raps. Uh, uh we had yeah. that debate and one of our listeners, right? Yeah, she, she came she, through.
2: She
1: did.
0: Yeah, she came Christy. Uh Christie on Twitter. I don't know the etiquette behind. I don't give someone's whole handle. Or how do you do that? Do you say I don't? You say can give her the own. whole handle. Yeah. I don't know it. Yeah. Uh, but it's. But it's <laughs> I didn't, I I didn't it, but write it, it down because do I didn't think again. you could. I didn't. I didn't no, want to put in. Yeah. yeah. But Christy uh, at uh, contradict oh at contradict will <laughs> thirty three. <333. laughs> no, let's let's see what Christy's. <laughs> let me see. Um, Well, let me recap yeah, in case we'll somebody ahead. didn't hear the last episode. Right. But basically, the the thing was,
1: Will said that they. There are no rap songs that like address a man's penis and the size of this it. This is not
0: true. This is not what I said. Mm-hmm. What I said was that is not a thing in rap. <laughs> yeah, that has never been is, a trend. It's a
1: huge... Re- okay, so her name is at Miss M-R-S-Beam B-E-A-M-1010. 10, 10. Well, that was at that Miss was beam very 10, difficult, 10, 10. Christy. Why are you doing this to us? At, yeah, <laughs> at, at so beam if you want 10, to follow too. her, at Miss M-R-S-Beam B-E-A-M-1010. 10, 10. Isn't it Mrs. then? Mrs. Mrs. Oh, man. Yeah, Mrs. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Whatever.
2: That is a challenging Twitter handle. Right? <laughs> yeah, MRS those don't, those
1: don't make any sense anyway. <laughs> MRS and MS doesn't, like, it, the, it doesn't make sense.
0: Ah, we should probably move on. So, yeah. so, Christy, so Christy weighed in, and Christy gave us, uh, she said, that yeah, 50 Cent's example. Magic Stick yeah. is a song about a rapper whole song. talking about his penis mm-hmm. and how wonderful and amazing it is. Yeah. Uh, So she did. She uh, sent us magic stick as support of Spencer's point.
1: And then there's the whisper song, which the moment I said it to Nick, he's like, like the whips whisper song. He thought of. Remember, I I struggled. I'm like, no, there's examples. And he's
0: whisper. Oh, girl, let me see what you're talking Yeah, he's like,
1: wait, do you see my dick? Okay, so that's two. That's
0: two. I I will say I will concede the point if we get it to six. Oh, I can. I feel like six is. Yeah. Little Kim's verse in this is very underrated, I have to
3: say.
2: Yeah, no question what he's talking about.
0: Yeah, Yeah, he's definitely talking about his dick. Here's the thing, thing, though. I would even argue this. Women in rap talk more about their vaginas than men talk about their dicks.
1: Well, I'm going to go ahead and say that women in rap are all of three people. Yeah, so so you can't really say that. So the ratio, the ratio is completely <laughs> skewed.
0: But if three people are a hundred percent talking about their vaginas, like I mean, come on.
1: Do you know who Teflê is? Teflê? Yeah, it's a rapper.
0: I, I don't know about that. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. But Lil Kim had a whole album about her Mm-mm. vagina. How about
1: Tyler the Creator? I know him. Bitch, suck this dick. Lyrics on Rap Genius. <laughs> There's one. So how's it, that's three. That doesn't, okay. It's
0: not
2: necessarily talking about how amazing his dick is. He just wants her to suck his dick. It's hard to dispute the topic of that one. Well, hard to dispute yeah, the, yeah that song. It's What's hard the to name of it again, Brian? She said it. <laughs> yeah,
1: well, what was it, Brian? <laughs> I
2: don't remember something about I, it.
1: I can't remember that. Come on, oh,
2: come on Ned this, Flanders. <laughs> wants to name with of the song?
1: Wait, this is great. So Tyler create, the creator has bitch suck this dick, and then here, there's um too short has the bitch suck stick. So there's a, a good variety there. So that's four.
0: Is that a crossover?
3: We can count. We we Featuring. can count.
0: We we can count what the bros used to say in college because we had a song that we used to sing outside the parties and we'd be like, "Bitch, quit talking that shit and suck a nigga dick for an outfit." Oh. Yeah, that's what we. Used you to guys say.
1: were classy and fantastic.
0: Yeah, I've since abandoned the n word, but back then it was a regular part of my vocabulary. So I used to tell them, "Suck a nigga dick for an outfit." <laughs> wow. Isn't that terrible? We were kids, Brian. We were kids. Oh yeah, that's that's fine.
1: There's a. I don't remember the song now. I, it, I think it's a Jason Derulo song. But there's a rapper who says uh, so the lyrics. My favorite. Sold out arenas. You can suck my penis. <laughs> that's it. And every time I listen to it with my friend Destiny, she's like, "Oh, thank you. We can. That's so sweet of you. What a wonderful offer. It's a
0: pleasant offer, but yeah. I will
2: pass on this occasion.
0: I'm just. I'm not even crazy about the idea of a penis in random people's mouths. That's as I've gotten older, that idea. I
1: like you, how you say a penis and not yours. <laughs> just uh, just <laughs> any mean? penis in any mouth. You're like, no!
0: It's just, you know, like you can't, I don't know. It feels germy. No, that's not a little bit. Random mouths. No,
1: it literally is germy. You yeah. can get, you know, UTIs and stuff. Forget yeah. technical. UTI? You're What's UTI? Urinary tract, tract infection. infection. You're supposed to urinate after any kind of, you know, sexual activity to clear out your urethra. Really? From bacteria. Mm hmm.
0: Oh, man, I've been doing that wrong for many years. It, it doesn't
1: affect men as much because their urethra is longer. Mm. But women have a shorter one, so they're supposed to pee.
0: Well, I t- well, my problem used to be I, I wasn't circumcised for a long time.
1: Yeah, so you have smegma.
0: I get the smegma, and my foreskin would seal up. Uh, it it would seal up. So, like, when you go so to horrible. pee, you got to pull it back, and it's like chapped lips or paper cuts on your foreskin, and then you go to pee, and that acid from the urine just te- used to tear me I up. Bet there's I there's no rap songs about uncircumcised there's penises.
3: No, that's not as popular. <laughs> that's not.
0: Yeah, yeah, they they catch a bad rap. I've been on both sides of this. Hey, we, my people, right, uh, uncircumcised, we catch a bad rap.
1: Yeah, they're not your people anymore. What? Well, they not, I, I, they used to be.
0: It's like going from fat to skinny. I got different You're people.
2: Converted. Now. Yeah, I'm converted. <laughs> You're one of those like those people who quit smoking, and then they just run around preaching about how bad smoking. is. <laughs> like one of those guys
0: it used to be rough though because you never knew what a woman you <laughs> it was always like she was either gonna be like okay or she was gonna be like you get the fuck, get the. Fuck. like you didn't know <laughs> it was rough it was rough but i was never gonna do it for any cosmetic reason it was because the doctor said look you either gonna keep going through this type of stuff or you're gonna get it cut off and I said, there's what? like
1: a movement right now where mothers like are very against having their son circumcised because they're like it's Barbaric and old and stuff like that. Uh, like it's mm. it's a dated concept. It had like religious and anti-masturbatory properties, like originally. And now it's just kind of a thing that you see. That and those are the like. same
2: moms who don't vaccinate either.
1: No, they're, they're not. It's a different group. It's a different. It's just a, it's a group that's like I don't see the purpose.
0: Well, you're the which makes thing. sense.
1: It, there is no purpose, but it is like you know. Well, there's not, yeah, not, not, not. The purpose they're... is way later <laughs> yeah, in life yeah. when. But again, if. In Europe or something where they don't do it, it's the norm. So to see a circumcised penis is like unique. You know what I mean? Like in England, for instance.
0: So I should so really moved just
1: depend. Yeah. So you go to England while you're black. So <laughs> yeah. so there's that. <laughs> there's that.
3: <laughs>
0: but yeah, that was. But now, and I will t- I will say this to anybody listening that's thinking about getting circumcised. If you don't have to do it when you're older, don't do it because at that point the nerves have grown and matured and formed to where it's a much more painful and yeah. long lasting experience than when you were a little baby. Well,
1: we have no idea how painful it is for babies. They can't talk. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> well, that, I, don't. I think that's why the parents, some people are against it. I'm not against it, but some people are like, well, they can't, they can't even protest, but it's like whatever.
0: <laughs> I mean, they, they look fine when they get it. Yeah. But I know for me, I was walking around like I had just got off a horse like for weeks uh. and weeks.
1: Yeah, so oh. I was 28 years old. So that is just I can't even. Um, there and then, uh, they have of course this one's completely different in my opinion where they do it with the women, because oh, that that's barbaric. That, yeah, man. that yeah. is no no bueno. Yeah, that's that's,
0: <laughs> that's that's nah.
1: Because it doesn't like you do it with the men and it does make it less sensitive. Did you find that? Because Th- there's that n- the more. head was less sensitive.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: It makes it less sensitive. Yeah, it used not to, to
0: tickle. F- like if anybody, if I pulled it back to wash it, pulled the skin back to wash the head, yeah, it would get. I would get real jumpy.
1: Oh well, that's fantastic news to me. Thank you. <laughs> but, yeah. But so it makes it less sensitive, but not to the point where you, you can. You still have sex, and it's still a pleasant experience. Oh, at this point. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Exactly. Whereas yeah. girls, like, there's yeah. just oh, no it point takes after all the that. pleasure out of yeah, because it takes the, it takes the the
0: button away. That is so <laughs> awful. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It makes
1: that it's in societies that don't want women to be promiscuous. And can't be promiscuous if you literally don't like if it doesn't right. if it feels like like you know just rubbing your hands together or something. I mean, like can't
0: that. you just sign a pledge? Yeah, exactly. You know, I look, all right. I won't. Yeah, that works in the schools. That was I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, let's go ahead and get to our interview with a very special guest, yeah. Mr. Donnell Rollins coming up in a second.
1: So excited. Yeah.
2: Hey guys, here's what's coming up at the Comedy Zone in Charlotte, North Carolina over the next several weeks. This week, uh, of course, Donnell Rawlings. You know him as Ashy Larry from The Chappelle Show. He's uh, coming up uh, Friday and Saturday, uh, October 30th and 31st. Spend Halloween night with the Comedy Zone. Next week, Jim Norton on the 5th, 6th, and 7th of November. Also coming up in November, John Witherspoon, Rob Schneider, the uh, funniest man in America, James Gregory, also with the usual Fight Nights and uh, Tone X and friends, Andy Woodhall coming up on a Sunday, the 180 seconds uh, comedy show, a big November planned at the uh, the Comedy Zone, and also uh, the Comedy Zone is, has has uh, begun booking shows for 2016. You're not going to believe the names who are coming into Charlotte in 2016. Uh, a huge announcement coming uh, Monday, November 2nd at noon. Check out the uh, Comedy Zone's Facebook page and Twitter account. For those messages and for the calendar of all the shows coming to the Comedy Zone and to buy tickets, go right to the Comedy Zone website at cltcomedyzone.com. Keep up, follow the club, as I mentioned, on Twitter and Instagram at ComedyZoneCLT. And find the club on Facebook.
4: Yeah, this album is dedicated
0: to all the teachers that told me I'll never amount to nothing. To all the people that lived above the buildings that I was hustling for that call the police on when I was- Welcome back. To Comedy's Own Podcast. Hello, hello. We got a special guest with us today. It was all a dream. <laughs> he went from Ashy.
4: It was all a dream. I used to, lotion, used to use lotion and Vaseline.
0: <laughs> Dono Rollins, everybody. What's up? I'm rich, edge bitch. A.K.A.
4: Ashy Larry. I'm going to be AKA Ashley Larry for the Dude, rest of my life. That's. Can you <laughs> get away? Like,
0: do people yell that at you, like, in the airport? Or? Yeah, they
4: yell it out. But the thing about it was, like, I've been Ashley my entire life. You know, like, when when, when Chappelle was like, what are you going to do to prepare for the role of Ashley Larry? I said, just take a shower and wait for five minutes. I'll be the Ashley <laughs> person. ready to rock. Yeah, it wasn't even. And I've had one of my friends from back then who was like, man, I remember when you was just, I remember when you was just ashy, like, before the Larry was a part of it. So. Right. I embrace it. And I never understood like like actors or comedians that get known for a certain character or something they get upset when people yell it out or people uh wanna, you know, engage you because of that and, and those are the characters and those are the things that kinda make you and I think it's just part of the part of the territory. because yeah, you know? it go it
0: goes either way. Some mm-hmm. some people embrace it and yeah. other people be like I'm the people. Yeah,
4: but yeah. normally people don't like our business is like ego driven business. You know what I'm saying? So it's certain things that we live for. Like I give you example, Kanye West. As much as he say he hates paparazzi in the media, I guarantee if they played a prank on him and media or cameras wouldn't follow him for a day, he'll probably lose his mind. <laughs> he
3: was like, "Oh my God, what I'm happened?
4: not Kanye anymore. I want Kanye again." So right, you got to take it as part of part of what you do.
0: Now, is this your
4: first time in Charlotte, or you've been, now, I've here, been before? here before? Yeah, I love Charlotte. Charlotte, um. You know, when I first started in comedy, Charlotte was one of those markets that I remember Charlotte like 20 years ago, it was just starting to come up. And people used to say, Charlotte's going to be one of those cities. And for co- comedians, it was like a rite of passage. You start performing in Charlotte, it was like, oh, I'm about to, I'm about to blow up because it was one of those markets coming up. And the comedy scene was super hot back then. And hopefully it'll be hot, you know, while I'm here. But Charlotte is one of those places that you go, you have a good time, it's fast enough and it's slow enough at the same time. It is. You know? I, I moved down here from the Philly area. Yeah. And, uh, it's right. It's, it's, you, it's slow, word, but you, you don't you, feel like you in the sticks. Were you like running from the police or something? <laughs> Anytime you hear somebody say, "Yeah, I've been down here from Philly and DC," like, "What you do?" They running man? from. <laughs> <laughs> what
0: you do, man? I know you did something, man. Nah, I was. I'm. I'm a lawyer during the day. Oh I yeah, do, I do comedy uh, most nights. I, you know, I feature. Where'd you it, go to but... law school? Howard University. Okay. Uh, undergrad and law also
4: school. you want them dudes to cross his leg and rub his hamstrings <laughs> and say "I beg your pardon" all the time. The Howard dudes, can't right. Nothing. That's right. I got a brother. He went to um, he went to Brown University. Oh wow! And then he went to Georgetown Law. Yeah. Now he he's a lawyer in D.C. and like for like the last fifteen years, um, every Thanksgiving he was a talk of the family. <laughs> Mr. <laughs> lawyer, yo, Mr. Lawyer, dude, the Hold smart on, one. Oh, you on TV and everything else, uh, and all yeah, the wait, talk wait, is about yeah, yeah, because you know, education, Brown University, and Georgetown Law—that's an impressive resume, mm-hmm. you know. So they was like, "Oh, the lawyer." They were like, "Yo, forget you, funny man. Let's listen to the lawyer talk." So, like last year, I was doing a show, Guy Code, mm-hmm. and they had a spinoff called Guy Court, right? Where if someone violated a Guy Code, they go to court. And they chose me to be the lawyer for that show. (laughs) So I couldn't wait to get to Thanksgiving last year. I was like, yeah, where's the judge now, baby?
0: We got a lawyer up in this bitch.
4: You know what I mean? But my, you know, and my hat's off to you for. Having that educational background is awesome. I
0: appreciate it, man. Now you've been you've been in comedy over twenty years. How many how long you been
4: You know what? I think I've gave you enough gauge of my
0: age with twenty. <laughs> he, he, he want me you to pinpoint know. it. Twenty yeah, yeah. seven. What 32? year? <laughs> I
4: said twenty years. You do the math, all right. Because that's the that's
0: the amazing thing about your career though, is that you go back that far. But with MTV Two, guy, Coca I mean, this is relevant to real young people. You know how what? have you stayed relevant? Um what makes
4: me continue to stay relevant is to be funny. Don't get out of touch with what's really going on. You know what I'm saying? The guys that are like like, um, in my generation, a lot of them are against social media. They want to embrace it, and they make the argument, yeah, when I was coming up, we did this. Yeah, but they're not doing that anymore.
3: Right. You know what I
4: mean? I understand that you have some, like, old-school values, but at the same time, it's a new group of kids out here. It's a new way to promote yourself, and if you don't embrace it, you get left behind, and people think and you really start to look old. I, one of the best compliments I've probably had in, like, the last two years, I was in a grocery store in Washington, D.C., maybe, a year ago, and there was a mom in here. She was middle-aged, and she was with her son and it looked like he was like 14 or 15. So mom was so excited to see me, right? She was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, that's the guy from Chappelle's show. And then her son was like, no, it's not, Mom. That's the guy from guy Code. Wow. <laughs> you know, so wow. to be able to be able... And I was like, that really made me feel good because people can be hot, you know what I'm saying? But to be able to, main, like you say, to be able to maintain some relevance and to be able, for people... Like to be able to see you two generations, there's something to be said about that. You know, over 20 years, and I can still uh, make a kid laugh and his parent laugh. And I think I'm maybe one of the only, uh, one of the only uh, comics, or it's a handful of comics, that with the
0: whole family, like you know, I like this guy and I like to see him. You know, so that's what it is, so do you make it a point to stay on social media keep up with what younger folks are into, or is it just you just that if way? you
4: if you're part of social media, you're gonna know what they're up to mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? I just try to make it a point just to be uh just to be up on what's the hottest thing, not so much that I'm targeting kids or anything like that, but if you're on Twitter and you're on Instagram any on these things you're gonna run into them, you know right. and then you know some of them uh, they talk trash to me. You know, they'll get on my Instagram page. they be like, dang, you got old quick as hell, right? And, you know, that, that, the kids are mean. You know what I'm saying? Hey, I'm but, mean. but I'm meaner. I was one of them. And I'm like this. Listen, y'all keep talking trash. about whole older I remember, I went to school with some of your moms. And I got some pictures that you definitely don't want to right. see on World Star. So you might want to back up, youngin'. Yeah, but, I, I, you know, it keeps you sharp. You know what I'm saying? It keeps you sharp.
0: Now you're, Now, your career has gone... In a lot of different, I mean, from TV to move Spider Man, I mean, you've done a, a whole lot of different stuff. Yeah. What's your favorite? Is stand up still your first love? or Stand is K- up is
4: the, my first love because stand up is what I pay my bills with. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not, I, I can honestly say I'm not a working actor. You know, I, I'm a guy that gets parts here and there. You know what I'm saying? But for the most part, my career has been stand up. Mm-hmm. And it's the one thing I have more control of. You know, like with the movies and the big films and stuff like that, you have to. Uh, be approved by somebody. It doesn't really, they don't really always gauge you on your talent set. You know, it's what they need in that moment. You know, and it could be a very uh, stressful job. Being an actor is a very stressful job, getting the next job. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like people, they, it, you know, you've heard this. Sometimes it takes 10 years to be an overnight success. Right. You know, acting, I'm not co control. I stand up. You know, whether I, I'm in another television show or whether I'm on another film, I've created enough name and enough brand for myself, where I could be uh, a working comic making great money for the rest of my life. Right. You know, comedy is uh, not as challenging to me as um, acting because comedy comes natural to me. But you know, stand up is—it's the thing that it's pays the bill, and I can't get fired from this job. Right, the people decide. Yeah, the people decide. And like one thing, I, I really do pride myself on when I go to different cities, and I do a lot of clubs—the same clubs—like year after year. Is that every time I come, I come on a different show. Mm-hmm. You know, I've seen some careers, I've seen comics that give you the same show four or five years in a row. And you know, it's like they're not coming out there because they like coming, they're coming out there because they like making money.
3: Mm-hmm. You know
4: what I'm saying? If you're rocking the same thing for five years, I call it a money set. Why not think outside the box? Why not give a little improv? Why not, if you know you're coming back to Shot next year, you know, with the cycle of turning your material, over, do something new, do something fresh. You right. know, when somebody comes up to me and be like, "I've been watching you for four years, and every time you come,
0: you do something different." I really appreciate that. As an artist, that makes me feel good. Mm. Yep. Mm. Now, as now, as with the acting, you said that that doesn't come as naturally to you, of course, as comedy does. And I remember you on the wire, right? The, when you was the driver on the wire, yeah. Was that intimidating? Because that, I mean, that's some of the best acting I've ever seen on no, television.
4: It wasn't intimidating. I had I've, I kind of got my chops up with um The Wire. I was on the the miniseries Charles Dutton directed years ago called The Corner.
3: The
0: Corner. Okay.
4: And The Corner, The Wire is a spin-off of The Corner. And for me, at that time, the corner was the biggest thing I did. Mm-hmm. The Wire was the second biggest. And all the guys that work on that show, they're so supportive. You know what I'm saying? Even if you're the younger guy or the guy that's the, the inexperienced guy, they like help you along. They coach you. You miss the line. they pick it up. It was just a great. I've been lucky enough to be on that show, The Wire, and Chappelle's show, and being able to work around some good people that bring out the best in you. But it was interesting you mentioned The Wire because I was excited. I was on the first season of The Wire then I was on the last season. Right, And last season, they brought me back. I was excited, but then I got nervous because it was HBO. And HBO, whenever it's the last season of any show, the writers get vindictive.
3: <laughs> oh. Yo, they do
4: some crazy stuff. Like the last season of Oz, it was guys getting raped on Oz that wasn't even on Oz. They're like, dude, man, I'm on Nickelodeon. I'm just trying to go to the bathroom. Pull your pants back up. You know what I mean? So it was like one of those things you're excited, but then past that you're like you're a little nervous, man. So right. it worked out to be a good thing for me.
0: Now you mentioned the Chappelle show. That's season three. Where two and a half. Two, yeah, right. Yeah, two two and, and, and a half. Yeah. So what was that like, you know, with Dave not being involved, but y'all still holding it down? Was that a weird well, Dave, thing? Or was Dave
4: it? was involved with the show up until the point where he didn't come back. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like they decided Donnell and Charlie would host and then let's call Dave and see if he wants to do a sketch to add to this, you know? It was that they had had like like an archive of stuff that they shot and they're in the business of making money. And, you know, they had paid up to a certain point and they were like, it has to be showcased some kind of way. You know, it wasn't an easy job for me and Charlie to decide if we wanted to host in the absence of Dave. But at that time, uh, Dave wasn't communicating with anybody. So we didn't know really what was going on with him, his sentiment on the show, should we do it or not? If it was a thing like we've been we in communication with him like, hey guys, you know, I got a real issue with that or something. That was that's one thing. But also, you know, you want to show that that good and you know the more visibility you get it helps your brand. You have to make a decision on what's best for you without being disrespectful. We never came out on the stage like, yeah, the new host we're gonna take over. And in fact, we cracked a joke about it. The first thing we did was like, Charlie was like, man, we didn't want to do this. I was like, man, speak for yourself. I need all the stage time. I get all the TV time I can get. Right. We made fun of what was the real situation and then presented people with the body of work that we had created up to that point. So you know, was,
0: was there any bitterness? I mean, towards not necessarily towards Dave, but the situation. Me? Mm-hmm. No,
4: I mean, it was an interesting situation. Like, you're you're upset because you are a part of one of the greatest sketch shows of all time. You know, who wants that to end? And who wants it to end abruptly abruptly, without not- notification, you know? Yeah. Right. But at the end of the day, you also have to understand it makes you work harder because you realize that that was his vehicle and you were a part of it. So right. it makes you want to go hard and be like, you know what? Nobody going to walk out on me again. I'm going to get my own show. Right. You know, and with with it it was like it gave me a great opportunity to showcase what I've been doing for years. Right. You know, you you get haters on social media like, yeah, if it wasn't for Dave Chappelle, you wouldn't be anything. I'm like, look, I I explained this. I had a career before Chappelle show. I was doing pretty well for myself, good for myself before Chappelle show. You know, and I did well for myself after Chappelle's show. I've still been able um, to be relevant. But at the end of the day, in this business, people just don't give people breaks that can't show up.
3: Mm-hmm. You know
4: what I'm saying? The reason why I continue to be on that show, not because Dave was a great friend of mine, because I produce. Mm-hmm. Dave is is a, a business person. There was people on that show that didn't have the success on the show that I, I had because when he gave them the shot, they missed you know what I'm saying? So, for me to get back in the game, we had no contract saying that you're going to be a cast member. You were only as good as your last sketch. So, for me to be on another episode is because I did something good on the episode before that. And the reason for me to continue with the show is because I proved myself as being a talent that if you call him off the bench, he's going to get, get in the game and he's going to score. You know? So, it was like, yes, Dave gave me an opportunity, but when he gave me an opportunity, I scored a basket for the team to win. So, it was just like one hand washes the other.
0: Right, so nothing was
4: given to you. Nothing was given. The opportunity was. Right. The opportunity was given to me. Of Mm -hmm. course, they could have picked a million people to be a part of that. Right. But once the opportunity was given to me, I took advantage of it. And that's the difference between me and a lot of other people in this business, period. People always say, what do you need to do? Just prepare for your opportunity. In this business, if you have some type of work ethics and you have a little bit of talent, Mm a little bit of talent, a lot of work ethics, eventually you'll get a shot. Right. But what do you do when you get that chance? And so many people get the shot, and then and they weren't ready for it, and they weren't prepared, and they missed a, they missed an opportunity.
0: Right. So that's how I should rephrase it then. It wasn't given to you. were You were given something you had earned. Yeah. You right. know what I mean? It just wasn't like, oh, I know Donnell. Let me throw him something. Right. It was like your, your work spoke for you. Yeah. And then once you got that opportunity, you and went way, in. And, and then the way that show was set up at the beginning, it wasn't like
4: Hollywood favorites who got these shots. It was like people that Dave personally thought were funny to him. Mm-hmm. Whatever the industry thought, you know. They, in fact, one of the biggest sketches we did on Chappelle's Show was the Rick James sketch, and Comedy Central was 100% against that sketch. They thought Charlie wasn't funny. They thought the sketch was too long. Nobody had done a sketch where it's almost like the whole episode, you know. But we felt that we had something special. I was a warm-up guy for every show on Chappelle's Show, and oh, when oh. I say that, I mean when you do a show, you have a comedian that comes out there warm the mm-hmm. audience up before. the the production starts, I was that guy. And I remember every time we played that skit, the room was like, it was like, it was chaotic, man. It was like, you felt like, boy, when this (laughs) drops, it's gonna go down. It's the funniest thing I've ever seen seen in my life. I mean, what other sketch had kids getting suspended in grade school? (laughs) Right. What did the five fingers say to the face? I'm Rick James, bitch. Pow! You know what? Three days. Get your ass out of here. At the at the
0: time that that skit came out, I was working at a at a boys' home okay. where you know that was the last stop before jail for a lot of these dudes. Right. And we would and we would have problems with them all the time and whatever else. But whenever we said, "All right, if y'all act right, we'll put on the Rick James," and they would shut oh, up, man. <laughs> they were like, "We quiet, we right, quiet, right, right, right. quiet, okay." And that's I made in that but that's what it it resonated, man. That's one of the one of those, things that
4: caught fire. It's one of those shows where. This is, I think, when you, you get the best out of production and people you're working with, when you don't concern yourself with, all, with everything the higher-ups are saying, and you're at an organic place where you write and you produce stuff that's true to what your comedic sensibility is. Mm. I mean, and don't let people like, you can't say this, you can't say that. And that's one of the things, like, and Dave, like, at that point, Chappelle had 10 pilots prior to that one. That didn't make it to air. So I think, and I can't speak for him, but he probably was at a point in his career, I was like, you know what? I tried it this way. I tried it that way. I tried it this way. tried that major networks. You know what? Fuck it. I'm going (laughs) to do do, it my way. Do it my way. Smaller networks. It's going to give me room to breathe and grow. And we'll see what happens. And at the end of the day, what happened was, you created one of the best sketch shows. And not just by me saying that, what critics have said Mm -hmm. and what fans have said, probably one of the best sketch shows like in the last 20 years. And and it has some stiff competition.
0: Now, what what was that, that fight for creative control where it's like you funny, you know funny, you know what funny is, but you got a network executive coming in telling you that, it seems like that's what comedians go through all the time with a lot of these shows.
4: Yeah, you, you, but the thing, I, I, I really feel like there's a way that you could do things to make everybody happy. Mm. Sometimes people pick the wrong fights. You know what I'm saying? If you have an opportunity to have a show that's going to be on network television, it's like one or two skits, skits or whatever, like this. I think it's the funniest, you got to look at the numbers. You know what I'm saying? Like squash that, you know, kind of conform to what they want if it makes sense. You know, and you have to just be smarter. You know what I'm saying? You have to be smarter to get your point across. People, when they talk about radio, they say radio was changed, there's too many restrictions. You can be the person that complains about it and, and like don't give yourself an opportunity, but you also can be the person that's, you know what, within the restrictions I have, I can still be a beast. Mm. I can still do what I need to do.
0: Have you, know? you ever had a time where there was so many restrictions you say, you know what, this ain't me anymore. I can't. It have- was.
4: I never felt that way because I always knew I could work under whatever guidelines. You know what I'm saying? Even on radio, like there's certain certain things that you can say within the context of a certain thing. You know what I mean? Like you could use the word, say penis, if it's in the context of talking about something like say about like surgery mm-hmm. or something that's like related to that field. You know, it's certain ways you can be smart and figure out. You could, man, you could be raw and clean at the same time. But it takes a smart, witty person to be able to do that. And a lot of people lazy. Same thing when satellite first started popping. Everybody was like, yo, we get the curse, we get the curse. But then after a while, it's still weird for anybody's ear to hear people just cursing for no reason. Just because you can do it, I don't mean you have to take advantage of it. Right. You know I mean, it's something to say about it if you listen to satellite radio and you don't hear curse, and it's a curse that's properly placed. It makes sense. But he'd be like, yeah, we're going to be down at the motherfucking club next week. Nobody want to hear that. What's wrong with that? You're going to be down at the club,
0: you know? Right. Yeah. Now, now, But some people come out against that, and they say, oh, that's not art or that's selling out or stuff like that. Yeah, but for the most part, the people that yell selling out are
4: people that really don't have anything going on in their life. Those are usually like the naysayers. You know what I'm saying? Like, And when, you, and when we did a sketch on Chappelle Show, keeping real, goes wrong. I wrote those sketches, right? Mm. And it was it was birthed off of like I used to be like, what does keeping it real mean? You know, whenever I hear somebody talk about uh keeping it selling out, it's always positive. When I hear about keeping real it's always negative. You know, I'm like, yeah, whatever, whatever happened, what happened to Tom? Well, you know, Tom graduated Howard University, law degrees, got a nice family out the suburbs, white picket fence, two kids, a dog and everything. He sold out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sound like good shit. Yeah, yeah, all the good stuff, right? He sold out.
2: Whatever happened to Tyrone,
4: man, Tyrone's tattooed two, two, two people, He doing 30 years. Nigga kept it real, <laughs> bro. <laughs> you know what? Called me to sell out all day, every day, you know? So it's like, what? Your definition of that is. And a lot of times the people's definitions, it's false. It's yeah. people just wanting to say something. People, especially in the black community, they can't wait. Anytime something positive happening in your life, do something, people want to bring you down. I know that's probably the case in a lot of other communities, mm-hmm. but you know, I know it more in my community because mm-hmm. I am black. You know right. what I'm saying? I'm like, yo, man, like, let me change. <laughs> You know, everybody like, keep it real. I was in Brooklyn. I my, Most of my career lived in Brooklyn. And I used to live in Brownsville. Mm-hmm. And Brownsville is like one of the roughest neighborhoods in Brooklyn. And I remember maybe a year ago, I, I was there, and I was driving around. And I, was, and I got out of the car, and I'm just hanging around, going to see people, whatever. And this dude was like, yo, nigga, don't forget where you came from. Mm. I was like. I'm standing where I came from. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> you just wanted to say that? You didn't get a chance to say that? Like, um, hello? Right. Where I came from is where you're talking to me right now, you know? Right. But I always tell people, it's like, at some point, you have to f- forget where you came from to a certain extent because you can't get no progress if, constantly if you constantly thinking stayed. about that. Yeah. Yeah. If you constantly thinking about that. And at the end of the day, in life, if you want to change, your life, change your circle, mm. change your circle. It's the simplest thing, you know what I mean? You know, you want to be rich, hang around rich people. You right. want to be smart, hang around smart people. You know what I'm saying? It, it, you you got to eventually. You have to change your circle. And when you change your circle, you gonna lose a lot of people. Nobody wants you to change. Mm. You know, where I grew up for. If I go to a to a hamburger shop and I order. A cheeseburger with blue cheese—they'd be like, "Oh, I knew it! I knew it! I knew it. I did not tell y'all, did not tell y'all. He got blue cheese. I told you he was gonna change. <laughs> I knew he was gonna change." Right, know? but that's progress. It's progress, yeah. Leave that hood stuff alone, man. Like, remember it, but also realize that you want to get away from it. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, it's hard to change the cycle if you stay in it. Right, you know, I'm saying I'm not saying it's easy, but what I do know when people come up to me talking about how hard things are or anything, I know me as a guy with limited education. um, I was in the air force. I was a police officer in the air force. No, never formally trained or anything. Mm -hmm. And for me to be able to position myself in life to be able to do six six figures a year off of a God-given talent, Mm -hmm. you can't tell me. It can't be done. Right. You know what I'm saying? People make excuses for everything. You know, and at the end of the day, I've learned that you have two excuses. A good excuse and a bad excuse.
0: Right.
4: At the end of that, it's still an excuse. Right. You just buy your time straight up you know what? <laughs> that was a great excuse.
3: Wow.
4: And you know what? That was a horrible excuse. It's still an excuse. So don't make no excuses and just do it. Don't you know? deal in excuses. No, nah, don't can't do it do that. Well, look, man, we done run out of time. But we appreciate you coming through and talking Thank with Thank you. Before, yeah, that man, was man. fantastic. I would just like to say, anyone, if you've ever seen Donnell Rollins on television, ever seen him on the big screen, the small screen, in an alley, buying weed, <laughs> if you love that guy, you will love Donnell Rollins live stand-up comedy. So wherever I am, come support me, and thanks for your
0: time. Absolutely. Much continued success. Yes, Thank you. We'll be back.
4: Genesis when I was dead broke man I
2: couldn't picture this money green sofa hey guys you can keep up with uh, Donnell Rawlings on Twitter at Donnell Rawlings keep up with their dates and other cool stuff on that account at Donnell Rawlings keep up with us at the comedy Zone podcast by following us on Twitter at the CZ podcast and finding our brand new Facebook page search for the comedy Zone podcast on Facebook exclusive picks and links from each week's show on that page. As for the crew, Will Jacobs is at I am Will Jacobs on the Twitter. Spencer Taylor is at Spencer Taylor. I'm at balto 72 Check out the show on iTunes and Stitcher. On iTunes, make sure you subscribe, rate us, leave a, a review. It's the best way to help the show continue to grow. And uh, while you're at it, go ahead and uh, tell two friends about us. Even better, put it on Facebook. How much you like the show? Tweet about us. Uh, it helps us grow. We don't have a huge budget. marketing and stuff like that so uh you're really our best way to uh, continue to grow and uh, continue to uh, produce the podcast so keep it up
1: I'm
0: I'm (laughs) i'm rich bitch I that was to, so fun. I had to, I had to, I had to fight the urge to uh, Why are you still... Yeah,
1: come on, Brian. Fade I, it,
0: fade it out, no. Brian. This is, this is not for you. No, that little bit was for we me. We don't pay you for that. Right, bro. <laughs> do that shit before we get in here. He probably so, does. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he does. <laughs> Just for like a full hour. It's not WKRP Cincinnati. <laughs> so, all right, play the shit. Uh, but no, um, that was fun, and I fought the urge the whole time with uh, uh, Donnell to press uh, his knees. Well, to well, <laughs> Second to that, <laughs> he does have very nice, slender knees. But also, to not say I'm rich, bitch, which he wrote in our book. We, we should, it <laughs> But I, I fought the urge because I know that's, you know, he probably gets asked to say that all the time. So yeah, I don't want to well, be that Well, it was person. good because
1: he said uh, what I liked about it. He's like, yeah, people ask me to say it and I do it. It was yeah. so funny to hear that because you know that Chappelle, like, he shuts down. He's walked off several stages if he hears people, like, yelling James, out. Yeah, here. Oh, yeah, He's, he like, like, he's like, if you do that again, I'm not doing the show, like, doesn't matter to me, and right. he he has success, yeah. like been true to his word and walked out based on yeah. that. So it's so funny that two people in the same show would have such different, such perspectives. different perspectives on that. Yeah.
0: So we had talked during the interview about uh, opportunities and getting an opportunity, not being ready for it, missing an opportunity. Yeah,
1: and he was because he was talking about how they didn't like. Uh, the sketch the rick james sketch at all and they were like yeah we don't think this will go over it's too long and stuff like that and then of course it's one of the most popular sketches of all time ever (laughs) so uh i was thinking about uh when he was saying that i was thinking about like stories you hear about people who just they miss it they miss the opportunity and i'm sure they're like why after that and i was thinking of lucille ball you know the first uh, company—I don't remember who they are—that she went like pitch the show to for *I Love Lucy*. They're like, "I'm sorry, we just can't see uh, like Americans, like people accepting or like be- it being believable that there would be a Hispanic husband and a white woman." Like they—they mm. they just didn't. They, they're yeah. like, "No one's gonna believe it. No one's gonna like the show." It, and they were married, so wow. so it was like extra offensive. It's like, yeah, your reality isn't doesn't make people comfortable." And then of course still to this day one of the biggest shows of all time i love lucy yeah i love lucy so isn't that in that weird that is there must be so many moments where people oh and then um nick was reading something i think it was on reddit where one of the people who were like one of the first investors in apple he sold his stock for 800 dollars, and today that stock was would be like i don't know 15.9 billion or something like that it was like ridiculous
0: oh my lord yeah
1: so there i have you had any of those moments i haven't i've never
0: missed that kind of boat yeah no well (laughs) even like to a small degree where you're just like ah damn it I've, i've been told well i knew a guy that um he was dating this girl in uh i don't know if he was college or college age whatever it was i used to work with him and he said that uh she always was talking about she wanted to be a singer yeah and he was like uh you need to get a real job okay Mm -hmm. and quit messing around with wanting to be a singer this and that stuff and she was in love with him wanted to marry him everything else and she just ended up leaving him because he was never supportive of her dream yeah the singer was anita baker oh wow (laughs) he said every day if his leg still works he wakes up and kicks himself (laughs) (laughs) for for missing that but so i i think that um that that he sort of missed out on a person a pretty yeah. dope person but i've never heard of somebody missing out on a business opportunity not, not-
1: in, in 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 the fact that she's so popular like that is almost a business opportunity as well it's an almost an investment and it's funny to to think about because there's such a thin line between oh I, it's my dream to be a you know i want to be a singer a rapper or something there are some people who are just not gonna do that like most people are just right. not gonna make it right and so it's 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 weird there, there are some people who are super supportive. Like you'll hear, sometimes I'll go to like mixed open mics, and you'll hear a rapper, and then their significant other's like, "Yeah," and it's 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 bad. Yeah. You know what I mean? Nah. It's like it's not good music. Um, they're not doing a good job, uh, and you'll 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 hear that, and they're they're like, "Yeah, go," and then you have that other situation where right. you, clearly she was talented, and he was like, "Nah, it's not going to work." Nah, yeah, it's hard to choose which one.
2: Yeah, there's a lot of really uh, well documented stories about guys. Who were in like, you know, Elvis Presley's audition for something and went like, Yeah, this guy doesn't this guy's nothing. Yeah. And then he went on. Or people who had the you know, opportunity to buy Xerox stock when Xerox first came out and didn't you know a Xerox was like the Apple of like nineteen fifty. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Well, it just ended up being a billion dollar company.
0: Well, if the you know, if it's true that, that little axiom that um you know you gotta get through a certain number of no's mm-hmm. to get to a yes, no then question. most yeah. of the things we see yeah. people passed on it at some point. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like most of the big companies Somebody somebody said that's a bad idea.
1: I've heard that uh, Hannibal when he was like first coming out, like he was almost equivalent to like a joke. Like uh, people were like, "Oh God!" Oh, the Hannibal. comedian. Yeah, Hannibal okay. Burst. Like people are like, "Oh God, he's going up." You know what I mean? Like he was the, the one, the worst yeah. one at an open mic, and then look at him now. You know, so right. you just—it's so hard to tell. You, you never, never know. know. <laughs> yeah.
0: But you kind of know.
1: Sometimes, <laughs> well, no, because he when he came out, everyone's like, "Really?" You know, so so for him it would be like you never know. Right. But then, then you you hear people like that rapper at the open mic where you're like, oh dear, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, this like, is not good. Yeah, this is real bad. Yeah. Um, and, and then you know, and then you know that then most you know. likely, most yeah. likely, it it can, can kind of go a either way. Statistics game, yeah. It is. It is.
0: It's, it's scary though because you could either you know spend your life with somebody that uh, is never going to realize that dream, yeah. or you could leave somebody that ends up being a world famous. Success
1: Exactly. And then we're, we're in that kind of unique. Well, not you're married and stuff, but in general, we're in the unique. Your wife is very supportive of your comedy. Right. And it could go any way. You know what I mean? You could, you're already finding success in it mm-hmm. and you could find so much success that you're only doing comedy that you like, yeah. you aren't being a lawyer anymore. Or you could keep having this balance of like having a day job and a night job and stuff. And it's hard to gauge.
0: Right. <laughs> which and, one. She's, and she's, she's, hedged her bed in that way. <laughs> yeah. because you know what I mean? Because it's like, <clears throat> Even if the comedy doesn't work out and I'm not able to generate enough to support the family, yeah. just go back to being a lawyer. Like yeah, it's you not have a good backup right. Plan. I didn't like rip up my law degree. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's <laughs> like <laughs> urinate all over the boss's desk. Yeah, Dazzle. like it's, I'm it's,
3: doing comedy. I'm not
0: I don't. Nobody hired me to do law. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't. I didn't storm out like that. Yeah. So that's always kind of it's a fall good to back. have a plan. It Eat. is. I mean, there's a trade-off. I mean, I got started. Uh, <laughs> I got started later in life but the trade off is I've you know I got a, a bit of a career I can go back to so
1: and that's good I, I'm a very plan B person I like to have an A B and C mm. you know I, like if I don't if this doesn't work out then this and this because yeah, you
0: got that you got education you've got you can do a million things so, I hope so. you're not really boxed in like
1: that yeah it makes me nervous to th- to be boxed in in any way oh. right well, uh, well we, Brian's we, dancing so well, we gotta yeah. go well yeah we
0: gotta go uh, we'll see y'all next week had a good time with y'all bye bye
2: comedy zone podcast is a production of comedy zone worldwide and is recorded in a bunker just off the comedy zone showroom at the nc music factory in charlotte north carolina the executive producers of the comedy zone podcast are brian heffern lisa barr and brian baltashevis original music composed and performed by john mckeever